Welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast. Who do you think you are? I am! An Iowa rugby podcast. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, now you do! With your host, Mr. Gray. Big meaty man slapping me. And Philly V. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds! Brought to you by Rotor Epoxy. This is the adult tour, which means you can drink if you want, and we can say whatever the hell we want. <laughs> Cheers. This episode of the B-Side Boys is brought to you by Rotor Epoxy. New year, new floors. If you have a garage that needs to get done, a shed, a little bar, whatever, patio, locker room, locker room, all sorts of different stuff. Floor. Get a hold of Rotor Epoxy. They're going to get it taken care of for you. It's going to look beautiful. Everybody's going to be super impressed by it whenever they come over and check it out. If you spill anything, you're going to be able to clean it up nice and easy. And it looks great. And great price, great people, great service. I mean, just can't speak highly enough about them. They're just, they're the best. So that's why you need to get a hold of Rotor Epoxy. Go to their Facebook page. Look them up online. R-O-D-E-R Epoxy. Yeah, tell them the B-Side Boys sent you. Yes, please. Yeah, no, that's really important. Now, here's the show. All right. Episode 55. Yeah. Double nickel. Double nickels. I love it. And it's your birthday. Oh, thanks, Yay. Phil. I didn't get you anything. Not yet. I'm just glad you're here. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Another day alive. I know. Oh, no. Uh, it, was a, it was a good weekend. Uh, you know, we were planning on driving up to Iowa City for the AGM on Saturday for the Iowa Rugby Union. Like we said last week, last minute, it got postponed mm. due to an illness. And so that is going to be rescheduled. So we're going to keep our eyes open. Definitely, once we hear about it, we'll share that out. So hasn't been announced yet. Uh, I really could see that ending up being maybe a Zoom call. I don't know. I feel I mean, like it'd be super easy. Was it, what was it, two years ago we did a Zoom call? Yeah. Was when we first formed, or whatever, a club. Yeah, because what was going on about two years ago? Um, yeah, COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah. COVID. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, remember, we had, like, the entire Wombats team. Like, there was, like nine of us at the time yeah everybody was in my basement and we live streamed the agm on my tv yeah, and we all sat around and a bunch of guys who've never done admin stuff were sitting there like this is so boring <laughs> and i'm over here like i live for this <laughs> we should have we should have definitely streamed from your hot tub but nine guys would have been a little bit too much to fit in that thing we got seven in there once during an nfl playoff game yeah yeah because you guys helped me paint my basement mm-hmm. and then like oh we can get in the hot tub and then when we all got out Half the water is dropped. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So because there was no AGM on Saturday, instead of driving to Iowa City, the Wombats, we hosted a watch party for Major League Rugby to watch the Chicago Hounds take on the DC, the Old Glory. Old Glory. Old Glory. Yeah, yeah. Old Glory. Uh, my wife, Lex, hated Old Glory's scrum half because of that little hair he had. It's like a weird mullet, but it like fanned out. It was like this odd looking, but it's like a mullet shaved on the sides. And then he like bleach blonde, the top mullet Mm. part. And then on the back where it hit his neck, it kind of like 
was like an afro yeah. like it dude but he it, bawled he was good <laughs> he was insane like yeah. and and you knew he would because he's a leader on that and that kind of leads us into the first thing we're going to do here now that major league rugby is back we're going to do our weekend recap uh major league rugby anything usa rugby the raptors when high school rugby starts you can expect on tuesday's shows or is it tuesday today is it monday monday yeah Monday, Tuesday. Okay. I mean, Monday, Monday, Tuesday. Whatever we, yeah, yeah we haven't, yeah. we've tried to be consistent, yeah. but okay, yeah, it's not always. Oh yeah, today's Monday. Yeah, yeah, it's my birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's whenever I decide to upload these. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, the first episode of the week. As long as we're doing two episodes, we want to do a recap, and then on the later part of the week, we'll do a preview. So definitely, we want to take a look. Uh, one thing for sure. Um. I was very, very wrong in my predictions, which is really funny because if you listen to Friday's episode with Joel Horn at the very end, I might have been trying to record quickly. Uh, and I looked at the schedule. I looked at the teams for Major League Rugby, and I couldn't have been more wrong, Man, Phil. if we were doing competition still, the whole uh prediction deal, you'd be doing a challenge this week for sure. Yeah, before this podcast was a thing, the Wombats, we did a YouTube show and the whole point of the show was we wanted to grow the sport of rugby. We thought at the time the best way was we're going to do a Major League Rugby prediction show. We're going to do challenges for the losers. It's going to be awesome. What we learned very quickly was it was hard to get seven guys on a podcast together. Yeah. Then it was hard to talk with seven guys all at the same time. And then the last part is if we're going to do a show about Major League Rugby, more than one person or two people have to know like something about, about it like yeah. we all like <laughs> rugby but nobody knew anything about the teams you know i'm not gonna say that's still the case for us i, I feel like we more we know we know more now than we did then but it's still not that much <laughs> but at the same time i feel like i know more but if you listened on friday every prediction i made i was dead wrong we don't know the outcome of the houston Sabercats dallas jackals match yet because it's happening right now so maybe by the end of the show we can <clears throat> excuse me by the end of the show we can let you know who won that match but let's dive right into it first match we had the toronto arrows at rugby atl it's rugby atlanta they like mm. to go by atl rugby atlanta though they i love their black and red i know i really don't like their new jerseys and they have like the rattlers and there's there's three teams that have these forest this, green yeah forest green jerseys i do not like it. I saw, uh, I think it was Brad Dufek posted about that. Oh, really? <laughs> and he was like, we really have three teams with this color. Like, yeah. Dude, and I saw a thing posted. Somebody's like, Atlanta deserves to lose because they changed their jerseys and stuff. <laughs> and it's like, ah. <laughs> Seems well, aggressive. I thought Toronto, because they kind of almost act as like a feeder for like Canada's national team. Um, there's a lot of Canadian national players that play for that team. And so basically it takes all that talent and kind of, Puts it together. That continuity is there. But Atlanta's been a really tough team that's been building. Mm -hmm. I, I With them changing their colors, for some reason, my brain was like, this is a brand new team. But they're not. They're, they still got that same yep. core. They end up winning 17-10. to 10. Then in the next match, I thought Nola Gold, and I know Phil would have been with me. Yeah. You would have predicted a big win by Nola Gold. Yeah, I will, well, I mean, I wouldn't have – I would have definitely thought they would have won. But I wouldn't say by like a crazy amount, like a crazy margin. Right. But I was really, really shocked by the score. Right. 
And the thing is, they played the Free Jacks. People love the Free Jacks and their their uniforms and the way they do their collar a little different than everyone else. Their social media is pretty awesome, too. Yeah. New England, they take care of business 36 to 12. The next match, the match we had our watch party for, the Chicago Hounds, they went over to D.C. to play against Old Glory. And, there, I mean, there was a moment that Chicago was right there in it. Mm. I mean, Old Glory scored in the first 30 seconds. Yeah, that was nuts. And I think that was just kind of like, hey, Chicago's a new team. You're going to have some bumps. Well, And they answered back and forth. It was repetitive. You know, it was try, uh, penalty kick, another penalty kick, try. Like, it's just it, very back and forth the entire time for at least a while. Yeah, Chicago was within three in the first half. But then they got into some card trouble. Yeah. And then that's when kind of the wheels fell off. And there was a there was a couple of late tries for Old Glory. So that 42-27 looks wider than it really was. Also, Chicago was missing multiple players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Meeks, yeah. previous MVP of the league, he was out. They have some visa issues. The, basically, uh, a few of the Chicago Hounds' top international players, they didn't play in that match. Mm-hmm. So not saying it would have completely changed it, but... When it, was a a, yeah. when it was a three-point match, I mean, you have some of those guys. Who knows? Maybe mm-hmm. that swings it. So I, I did see a lot of good things from Chicago. It's just, I think you pointed this out at the bar at Pally's, continuity. There was, just, there was one where, like, passes were going, going. They get it to the wing, and it goes right off the wing's mm-hmm. knee. Straight through. Like, just some timing issues. Yeah. Uh, well, some like, of these guys just got together and started playing together, like, what, a few months ago, if that even? Yeah. And – you know, a lot of these guys in Old Glory have been playing together for a while. Yeah, so exactly. And then the next match, San Diego Legion, they hosted the Utah Warriors. I did not make a prediction in this one. I copped out and was like, it'll be close. Because not going to lie, Phil, in my brain, sometimes these guys are the same team. <laughs> They're both very far west of us. Obviously, San Diego, more west. Mm-hmm. They're both red and black, and they both have really good talent, and they both have really good organizations Mm -hmm. these are clubs that they have like really good front offices they put together really good teams they have some uh eagle national players they have some good pipelines through the college ranks so definitely thought this was going to be close san diego wins 33 17 then in a rematch of the mlr final the sea wolves hosted the new york iron workers and if you remember New York just used to be New York Rugby United yeah. or something. It was just like New York Rugby. Mm. Well, they added the Iron Workers this year to mm. be their like mascot. I kind of like that. Yeah, that's cool. It's different. Speaks to the city, the history of the city of New York. But again, I was wrong. New York loses 25-11 to Seattle. Mm. Yeah, it's a little surprising, <coughs> but you know, Seattle going in with a chip on their shoulder and well, they were they're a good team well like, they seattle, were a great team last year seattle too was the standard they've won more championships than anybody yeah. and they find a way to rebuild and get back into the championship scene and this year looks to be no different yeah. uh they had a dip a couple of years ago yeah but that was like down, yeah around covid actually. Yeah, yeah it was like right after covid i think some of their team it just they they kind of fell apart a little bit and they rebounded better than any other team so good to see that out of them uh definitely new york is still going to be a contender uh, I wouldn't count them out. I wouldn't count anyone out. You know, mm. there's 17 more games. There's there's so much 
that goes into this. I mean, you have to stay healthy. These rosters, we only saw 23 players from each team. Mm-hmm. You know these teams are going to be reaching, you know, 25, 30, 35, 40 people yeah. are going to play for these teams. It it doesn't just start and stop with what we saw here. So mm-hmm. a lot of good things. You know, the the biggest, quote, blowout would be that Chicago Old Glory. That was a very competitive game, yeah. except for maybe the last 10 minutes, yeah, 12 minutes. Um, Dallas Jackals, Houston Sabercats. Hopefully, we have a score by the end of the show. My favorite part of the weekend, though, Nola Gold. Even though they lost, they had a sick mm. prop try from yeah. their number three. That someone ran into contact, they offload to him, and he was just rumbling someone. And like he had, he had some like gusto on his moves. Yeah. I get a little pop, a little acceleration. So I loved it. Yeah, that was a really. I I saw you sent that clip. <sighs> It was really funny that you're like, oh, it's like, imagine this is how I look when I run the ball. But oh, I worded it so much better. I know. So I in the know. in the in the group chat, I was trying to be funny, and I really hope no one thought I was serious. <laughs> but I, I like stole a page out of like pro wrestlers books, and I was like, you know, I've never had the opportunity to see myself play, but I imagine this is what I look like, <laughs> and nobody said anything. <laughs> It was a joke, Phil. I know it was. It did just... you give it a thumbs up, maybe? Or I don't think I did. I don't think anybody did. <laughs> I so, hate all you guys. So... <laughs> I'm sorry. <sighs> Be nice if it's my birthday. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was week one, Major League Rugby. Awesome stuff. Uh, if you're in the Des Moines area, the Wombats, we're going to keep hosting watch parties when we can. They'll probably be pretty last minute just because we're trying to find the best games and also, MLR doesn't always like have the TV schedule like yeah. good to go. Obviously, the Rugby Network, that app, you can always find the games there. It's just the bar we go to, they don't like the Rugby Network doesn't have an app on the smart TVs. Yeah. So you got to go to the internet browser, look it up, yada, yada, yada. And it's like what Marquee was the one that was hosting the Hounds, but there was a basketball game prior to that and they didn't cut away from basketball until it was done. Yeah. The Marquee Network like, was uh, showing Boston College versus Florida State. Like, who cares? Yeah. And I'm assuming FS2 would probably do something similar. And that's what's going to be next week, at least. <clears throat> so. Yeah, definitely. So also, MLR was not the only major rugby league. Major League Rugby, Major Rugby, was not the only big rugby competition. Super Rugby Americas started this weekend as well. And if you remember, the American Raptors, who are committed to developing American talent into Eagles, uh, even though they've been signing more and more international International players. players, But again, I think that's to bolster their roster. Iron sharpens iron. Uh, They see opportunities there. They played their first match. And they played against and down in, uh, who was, let's see here, Selknam. They lost 45-10. Oof. It's a rough start. It is a rough start. And, you know, it's one of those things, too, where they are playing against a lot of national players. You look at these teams. You have people from Brazil, Uruguay, Paraguay, Chile, Argentina. They're all national players. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, this American Raptors team, it's not all like American Eagles because a lot of dudes are playing in the MLR. Other dudes are playing overseas in European leagues or, mm. you know, wherever. So they're, I mean, they're going up against, you know, top level talent. And if you think about it too, 
our Eagles couldn't beat Chile. Yeah. You know, so this is like for these guys, this is a great spot to like hone in their skills and then see if I want to be at this international level, these are the guys I compete against. It was a good welcome. I mean, obviously we want the American Raptors to have a better showing. I know, I I know they want it more than we do. Yeah, clearly. (laughs) But it's a start and now they know where to go from here. You know, I mean, yeah. you, you you see what the competition is. Because before, the American Raptors, they were playing just like a friendly here, a friendly there. It's good to see them in a competition, and now they can build week to week to week. Yeah. I think that's going to be really good for their long-term success. It just may take a little bit for them to yeah, and it's hard adjust. To, yeah, it's hard to judge after their very first match. You know, they got <laughs> some time to make adjustments and mm-hmm. you know, improve as they go, so... Yeah, and I'd love for us, we're going to try to reach out to maybe an American Raptor or two to talk to them to see Ooh. what that's like. You know, we'll see. We'll see what yeah, we can do. Anything can happen. Anything. Anything. I hope that can happen. Yeah, me too. That'd be nice. Yeah. So that's our wrap up. Obviously, there's no high school rugby yet, but we are going to focus on, you know, we're going to talk to a couple of high, high school coaches here. We really are excited for this high school league. Again, you have now four days. This Friday is the cutoff. I've heard some rumors. You know, we talked about Martin Martinsdale St. Mary's might get a team. Our buddy Alex Schmitz with the Wombats. He's not going to be able to get it done this year. It's growing anticipation. Guys are looking towards it, but it's just not going to be this year. He's putting seeds. He's planting seeds now next year. Hopefully we see a team there. I've heard rumors of a couple of other brand new teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't say anything yet, but I've got some sources. I'm super excited about one of them because, um, I don't know, it might might be near and dear to my heart. <laughs> Wonder where that could be. I don't know. <laughs> so, without further ado, we're going to actually talk to a coach who is helping revive a program that existed, went away, and now it's coming back. Do you know what club this is? I could take a wild guess. Who do you think? Does it start with an I? I think it does. <laughs> is it Indianola? It is. It is. So uh, let's give Greg Rodriguez a call. All right. And we are here with the coach of the Indianola boys team. And he was helping with the girls team this past fall. We have Greg. How you doing, Greg? Hey, it's going good, man. Yourself? Not too bad. You know, can't complain. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, Greg, thank you for joining us tonight. We're getting ready for the high school boys season. And, you know, one thing that I'm really excited about this season, it seems like when COVID hit, uh, the league was doing really well. A lot of teams took a big hit during COVID. Indianola was one of them where they were unable to compete for the last couple of years. But Indianola boys are back this spring. How did how did you guys manage to get that going? And and what's the vibe right now with Indianola? How are the boys feeling? Well, right now it's a huge buzz, um, especially with it being out for a couple of years. Um, coach Luke, um, who was the head coach for a while, still is, um, decided that he wanted to get the, the boys back together and, uh, you know, with my experience with him, we decided to work together on trying to promote this, uh, especially a big thing for Warren County. Um, and, you know, we're, we're just kind of giving 
very excited about this outlet for um, some of the athletes that are really in the off season right now and still wants to kind of maintain their conditioning and athleticism and things like that. So um, to be a part of this and kind of a renaissance of Indianola rugby is a, a big opportunity for us. So we're very excited to get this rolling. That's awesome. Love to hear it. And you said for Warren County, Southeast Warren was another one of those mm, schools yep. that dropped during kind of that COVID time. Are you guys pulling guys from Southeast Warren as well? Um, or is it just Indianola or do you have some kind of neighboring communities and schools that are going to offer some players as well? We're looking at uh, Southeast Warren as well. Um, pretty much we're, we're recruiting as much as we can outside of just not just our high school, but to give everybody an opportunity to play. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we're, kind of seeing where the numbers are at said it's you know there's excitement involved but of course you you hear about that and then whenever you get to those team meetings you're you're hoping for these crazy numbers and you know some sometimes it's not always to your liking so uh we kind of brought out that bigger cast net and seeing what we can um you know we're just like like everybody that's involved we're just trying to you know provide those opportunities to be involved with the sport um you know rugby is a great game and we want everybody uh, that can be involved to be involved so um to kind of expand it out there and trying to see what type of you know talent and who can you know they're they're the ones that represent this team so uh you know to kind of expand that that net that's kind of our goal right now yeah so yeah definitely providing an opportunity for a few more players you know or from different like schools and stuff will be great and you guys already have a teammate like do you guys already have a team meeting right uh no so oh, yeah, this okay. tuesday will be our uh team meeting our first team meeting yeah and then uh we'll be looking at doing some practices the following week oh wow okay yeah and you know you're you coached with the girls this past fall is that how you got in with the boys um did the girls team help motivate the boys team come back out what did What's the relationship between the girls team and the boys team? Do they support each other? Uh, yeah, what's that look like? Um, so I was asked by the uh, the coach's wife because uh, we work at the same middle school to come out and uh, help out with the girls. And uh, I think I, I I just remembered my first practice there. It was supposed to end at six, and they were just asking me questions. And I think we stayed out there until eight in the evening, oh. <laughs> trying to. They, they just asked me, "What well, you know? What can I do this?" And I just fell in love with it again. And uh, you know, um, that's how I got my start in coaching and being a part of Indianola. And as far as the relationship between the girls and the boys team, um, you know, it's like with the boys just coming back into play i feel like the girls kind of have helped us recruit um because uh you know we're not with the high school or we're not teaching at the high school so we kind of need that word of mouth to get out there and uh the girls kind of helped us out and represented and uh i guess brought the boys to a challenge you know like hey we we done this and you know why can't you and um so yeah we we've been seeing a good response and they they've really been helping us out um you know seeing these programs with a strong boys and girls team separately um i think that's our ultimate goal towards the end of it is just mm-hmm. to have a good presence as indianola um so that's kind of a 
what's been helping us out to kind of create this pathway of trying to develop a very strong program and that's what we're after nice i know central springs you know that's a really small community up north that's exactly how they built their programs where the girls saw the boys doing it they're like we want to do it and they challenged each other and it's one of those things you know like they'll never play each other but it's this healthy friendly competition and then you have this uh, common bond of rugby like mm-hmm. even though it's like girls rugby boys rugby you still understand what the other team goes through they wear the same colors they represent the same community and i, I look at waverly shell rock like their wrestling programs their rugby programs they have great girls and boys programs for all that and it just all feeds into itself and i think you nailed it on the head where if you have a strong girls program it can lead into a boys program and the girls made huge strides this fall so oh, yeah really excited to see you know indianola come back for the boys and then also have this momentum of like you have a strong girls team you have the same coaches um a lot of the same vibes so it's really cool to see and and like i said too i just my whole thing with rugby is like i love to see growth and especially Mm -hmm. in communities where it already existed and now you're bringing it back and it just keeps spreading and spreading and then hopefully we see down the road a couple years from now maybe Southeast Warren can compete as their own school eventually uh, because I mean, they've won, they won a class one, a title, you know, years ago. So really cool to see that area of Iowa get rugby again. Um, looking ahead to this fall season, I know you haven't practiced yet, so you probably don't really know your players yet, but just generally, what are some goals for you as a coach that you would like to see? So that way, by the end of the season, you can say, you know what? I'm happy with this outcome. What What are you looking for, whether it's on the pitch, off the pitch? What would be success in your eyes? Well, there's a, there's a few uh, kind of goals that I have in my head uh, as far as, you know, the boys team goes. Uh, one, I mean, like I said, I feel like everybody that has a passion and a love for the sport, we just want to extend it to people to, to mm-hmm. kind of get them involved with this. Um, you know, I, I did not have rugby uh, for a majority of my life until I got to college. Um, so to be there and trying to show them the sport at, at an early age, I mean, that's, that's my number one goal, just to get them exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of colleges and, you know, kind of scholarships and just kind of getting them to look at other places that they weren't seen or would never hear of, you know, the rugby provides that opportunity. Um, and then just to get them to the basics, I, I feel that, you know, as far as our coaching philosophy goes is the basics of the game win. Um, and then also just get them to play Indianola rugby is going to be the ultimate goal. Um, I've, I've noticed and I've discussed with coaches in the league, I, I feel that some problems with teams or, you know, difficulties I see is that, you know, some teams like to change their their format to to fit a, another opposing team, and I'm I'm really not like that. I want to play our game, and I want to have a brand that we can be successful at, and just kind of find our our feet. You know, in this this league. I mean, um, Cedar Falls is a powerhouse. Uh, WSR is a powerhouse, and you know, we want to get there eventually. Um, so you know, being a young and trying to 
recreate this this program that been in existence um you know back when we we just want to show that indianola is going to be mentioned in that group eventually so Mm -hmm. that's our main goal right now um not looking for a miracle not looking for the cinderella story what we want to do is just you know kind of be the bug in people's ears after the season and that's our goal nice sounds like yeah i mean great goals to have i mean hit it on the head you know just making sure you guys you know fall in love with the game and you know play indianola style rugby and go out there have fun and you know get the name out there and get people keep, talking about you. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's and keep growing, idea. keep growing and keep bringing them back. And you said too, you're, you're in the middle school there at Indianola. Is there any plans in the future to, you know, is there an Indianola like rugby middle school club and like not playing games against other schools or is there any sort of a little youth program, like yeah. a youth program in Indianola? Is there anything, any plans for that at all? We, we are talking about that. We want to expose them, um, you know, coming from, uh, so I wasn't, you know, a teacher at the very beginning. I was actually working in sports and, uh, I just see, uh, I'm a big idea, big picture guy. So I'm always been like, well, what if we do like kind of a minor league farm system where we can mm-hmm. just, you know, show them, expose them to the sport. And then once they get to high school level, they'll be ready to go. So there's been talks where, um, you know, we want to kind of create something for the middle school, kind of get them adjusted to how we play and our philosophy. And then once they hit that age where they can play games and things like that, they kind of, obviously things change throughout every season, but at least they have some type of foundation where they're ready to go and know what's expected. And then also being a teacher at the middle school, you know, we're teaching all the way up to, or we're teaching the seventh grade. And then once they hit high school, it's a familiar face they've seen already. They kind of know who I am and whatnot. So it's kind of, it, it is a good opportunity for recruitment for sure. Cause they're like, Oh, I remember you teaching me and talking about rugby Mm -hmm. and, I'm ready to go. So Mr. Gray knows all about that. (laughs) Yeah. Even, even if they don't, even if they don't know like the structure, the system or all the ins and outs. I mean, like you said, they're familiar with the word rugby. They know what it is. They know how to hold a ball and they enjoy being there. That's ahead of everybody else going into freshman year, you know? Mm -hmm. So that would be huge. And especially for that sustained growth that you're talking about, you know, year after year and having the boys and girls, uh, you know, growing and and just being exposed to it that seems like a huge huge opportunity especially having tom mcclyman over at ford dodge he said to me he's like you know the number one thing you can do to really grow your programs in high school have a coach who works in the building you know Mm -hmm. it's just that familiarity like being able to recruit in between classes and just hey i know this guy i believe in what he says he's a good teacher I'm going to go out for that sport. You know, it just, it makes a huge difference. Cause again, you know, I got someone like Phil who's just plumbing on that for his <laughs> yeah. whole job. He wants to coach. How do you get into a school, build the trust and then, Hey, let's play a new sport. So hard to do. So Man, I, think, I can't go into a school and recruit kids. to be a weird bald bearded guy. Like <laughs> I don't really want to do that. <laughs> Why is this plumber talking to me? <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, not to mention, I mean, Ryan, you could probably relate just to, just to kind of check up on him during the day. Like, yeah, that's cool. You got the, the rugby uh, hoodie and the shirt, but are you producing in the classroom too? Because I can yep. check out and all that. So kind of gives a little incentive of, 
being in the building, you know, you can kind of check in on them, especially just if you, you hear they're a little bit of a knucklehead in the classroom. You can be like, hey, uh, remember, you, you're seeing me in a, at 3.30 today. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember that type of stuff because I had a little run-in or two with a football coach where it's like, hey, you're kind of being a dipshit in class earlier, so you're going to run. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They know. They know. So. Yep. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So how did you end up in Indianola? You said, you know, you've only been in Iowa for three years. So can you give us just a little rundown of, you know, your backstory and just kind of how you ended up here? And then just also um, your story with rugby in general. I mean, I don't know, tell it however you want. Just tell us your story. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of well, entry points uh, here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny, uh, you know, I was in the Navy and, uh, um, you know, we, after a deployment, we stopped in Australia and, uh, I saw all these jerseys and, you know, talking about the NRL and I was like, I never even heard of this. And then, uh, whenever we got back to Stateside, I went to, uh, USA sevens at Petco Park in San Diego, but, you know, I was just like, I, I, I thought it was cool. It was something different. You know, I looked at it as like, uh, you know, really into motocross and whatnot. So I just went, just was like, well, it's something different. Uh, didn't think much of it. And then whenever it was kind of time was winding down, you know, they were like, well, you can either come home to Louisiana or you can go to the school in Florida. So I decided to go out there. It was a small college and, uh, you know, I was big in the MMA, but the rugby, you know, being a college kid, it was gas money was uh, very important and all that. So I was like, well, I'm going to check out rugby. And, uh, you know, the the team was pretty much finished the season 0-12. But, <laughs> you know, the I think the appeal to me was at that point was playing, you know, University of Florida or USF or these big schools that you see in college football. But, um you know, after a while, after getting punched in the mouth, you know, with the losses, I was like, all right, well, I want to take this pretty seriously and um, kind of want to branch off. And then also another another thing was, uh, you know, coming back from the military, I wasn't really good school-wise, so I flunked out. And uh, I called around. I called, uh, you know, sent recruitment tapes to uh, Stony Brook. I actually, closest I've been here for recruitment was uh, Palmer. Mm, Uh, And then a school called uh, American International College with the the, the coach at the time, which Josh Macy, who uh, coaches for Lowood now. um, He offered me a tryout and I went out there and made it and was part of the team. And that was probably the time where I caught the bug and I was ready to do whatever it took to, to play at a high level. Um, I, I say to this day, being coached by Josh Macy was a, like a privilege to me. Um, great guy. I, I joked and called him Midas because I mean, the, the guy's philosophy, like if, if I stay in this and coach, I would like to live up to what he has accomplished with all the programs he's been a part of. And then and uh, just as his success at Lindenwood speaks for itself. Oh yeah. I, yeah. when we were at Bremer County, um, I was trying to throw together a spring college showcase tournament in Waverly. And we got like an all-star team called the stars. 
We had a youth team with Bremer. We got Iowa State. We got UNI. And then he brought Lindenwood, their JV side, to come up as well. Well, unfortunately, it was mid-late April, and we had like eight inches of snow. Like the most random snow blizzard in April. (laughs) So like half half the teams backed out. Because we had more teams, too, coming from Wisconsin. Half the teams backed out. Josh Macy, he still came up, brought it like – he didn't come up himself. He had another coach come up, but he sent a squad. He was so like, he didn't have to help us out at D three men's club hosting like D two club teams and a couple of like D one double club teams. He sent up his JV. He was so great to work with. And like, then, you know, you just follow what Lindenwood does their championships. And then you look at the MLR, there's like Dude, 26 yeah. guys in major league rugby this year that played for him. That just speaks to what kind of coach he is. And then also creating players who give back to the game and they're Mm -hmm. still involved in the game. Like, I think that is a perfect person to, you know, model who you want to be like as a coach. That's awesome. Yeah, And especially like, uh, you know, during my prime days, I mean, looking at the roster back then, uh, you can really tell a coach whenever you see players, from AIC, just uproot and go to Lindenwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a few of my teammates that I, you know, I played with at AIC. That whenever Josh made the move, made the move as well. So that just speaks volumes of coaching that mm-hmm. uh, Macy does, and you know, um, just an incredible, incredible time. You know, it was it was so great. Um, and then there, you know, I just. I love the sport, but I wanted to, you know, I wasn't thinking of Lindenwood, never heard of Lindenwood, but um, my sister-in-law's brother uh, actually was an All-American at Arkansas State. Mm, And, uh, you know, I told him that, hey, I want to see what else is out there or can I go up? Because, you know, going from small college to D2, I was like, all right, well, my, my, the uh, eligibility is kind of winding down. Like I'm, I want to finish somewhere. And, uh, he was like, go to Arkansas state. So, you know, I sent recruitment out there and I was like, Hey, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, coming down. And, um, yeah, they, uh, they brought me in and, uh, I got to finish out my college career with them. Um, had a runner up title and then a sevens national title there. So nice. that was like the, the fitting, uh, for me, it was, it was just like all that, you know, flunking out to small college to D2, the D1, and then having that finish was just a, a great feeling for me and worked, you know, my family instilled hard work on me. So just, uh, work my way up there was, was great. And working with Matt Huckleby and, uh, you know, his, his father was there still still alive and you know did some coaching there as well so uh, you know the the tail end of the college was just as far as getting to have the coaching i had was just once in a lifetime for me um and then uh i'm kind of going through the big thing but uh i thought it was going to be over for me but uh actually uh, i was picked up to sign with uh it's known as the USA Rugby League. Um, so I got signed with Boston, uh, yeah. Boston 13s. Um, so that's a whole different code of rugby, but I loved it. Um, it, it was like, you know, the MRL wasn't around. Um, but, 
you know, I got to work with uh, people that played in the NRL, which is kind of like full circle that I got exposed to that whenever right. I was in the Navy and seeing these players, some some professional players from uh, um, Newcastle and stuff like that. I mean, to, to be alongside of them and playing with them, that was just like an unreal experience. And then to win a national title with them, that was really awesome. And um but yeah, so to do all that and uh it, it was that's where my rugby background came in. Um but the the one thing and uh, you know I talked to uh Alex Alex Golf last year about it was uh I got invited out to uh Olympic out in 2015 and uh did a did a practice there and then the next day I woke up I could not get out of bed like pretty much i was i was banged up i you know doing all that and then uh just i i couldn't move i I was just beat up and i was like i'm gonna call it um i think i'm done and uh from there then on out until last fall i never watched a game i didn't want to be involved i i worked for some pr stuff for a rugby team but like i i couldn't like face it again just because i missed it so much and i just it, it kind of was a, a damper but uh you know and moving out here just on a whim just wanted to get a change of scenery from arkansas uh because i moved back after my stint and uh yeah i got invited to come on out uh whenever i was hired by indianola and uh yeah it was uh the greatest thing ever you know i it was like I never left, and I, I tell that to uh, the one of the coaching staff as well. Just you know, it's like I picked up what I left off. So um, maybe not being a player anymore, but I, I still love to see. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Nola Goal didn't do so well <laughs> in round one, but uh, you know, to see uh, Cam Dolan still playing mm-hmm. JP with the Nola Gold, and just knowing I was, you know, with that you know, cloth, it was just like, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's still, it's still happy for me. Um, and I'm just, like you said earlier, I'm just glad I'm giving back as the best I can. Um, oh yeah. And yeah. I was actually gonna, I got a couple of questions for you because Phil, Phil's a big Nola fan. He was pretty bummed about that too, <clears throat> but two, two questions here based off of this last part here. Number one, when you got to Indianola and mm-hmm they found out you had rugby experience and then you told them everything you've done and everywhere you've been, did their jaw hit the floor? Like, how did this guy just end up here? Like, <laughs> what the heck? He, like, like, were they like, you have to coach with us. Like you don't have a choice or what, what was that conversation like when they found out? Like, it wasn't like, you're like, Oh, I've heard of rugby, but it was like, no, I've, I've, I've done stuff. Yeah. Well, um, that, that was a thing was like, I, I didn't want to, like, I'm very, uh, Ryan, you talked to me before. I'm kind of quiet. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I just, like, I'm not a man of many words. So like, right. I was like, yeah, I played rugby. And, like, you know, you and I is, like, a very competitive. And But I, I'm not going to say any names. But you know and I know that there are some college rugby teams out there that, like, I'm like, hmm, do y'all really play or do y'all just have the name, you know? So, like, 
Um, so I just, I didn't say anything. I was just like, yeah. And then, uh, the coach's wife was like, so where did you play? And I was like, well, I played here, here, and here. And they were like, yeah, you need to come out. And I was like, all right. So, um, yeah, that's how it kind of went down. Um, and then, like I said, I think, um, it was more for personal wise, it was just like redemption for me. Cause mm-hmm. like uh, I said, it was, it sucked and I knew I had to kind of walk away or else, uh, I could not walk away. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. um, just to be back into it. And like, I, I entertained it, like I put it off for a couple of weeks and then, you know, thank God, you know, my wife even was like, maybe you should just go check it out just to see what's going on. And I was like, okay. Um, so I did. And like I said, that first practice, I think, even the first week we were supposed to end practice at six. I, 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 you know, people were asking me questions. I would show them stuff and then it'd be seven thirty, eight o'clock. So oh, that's I, knew, awesome. <laughs> I needed to come back. So, well, cause then again, you said too there in that last little bit that you're like, you know, I'm coaching. I may not be a player anymore, but I, I'm gonna, I don't know. I'm going to fact check you on that. I'm pretty sure you were sipped and played in a match this past fall. And uh, we got some more matches ahead of us. I was just going to say, wait a minute. Also a wombat. What? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, That was another thing. Uh, I I didn't mean to be like corny about it, but uh, I don't know if y'all remember that Disney movie, The Rookie. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So all the, you know, I was like, we didn't have like any serious bets, so I'm not taking it from there. But uh, yeah, like doing the practices and the games, and you know, driving to uh, Kingdom Come all over Iowa and stuff <laughs> like that. I was like, all right, since I'm doing this, I'm gonna I wanna look into playing again. And then, like I said, I reached out to you guys, and yeah, I did uh, I sipped and played in the played in the game. I will admit, the first five minutes, I was. My my entire head was going, oh god, oh god, oh god. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, but no, it was a good time. I had fun. It was uh, it was amazing. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it was uh, it was good to come back. Um, I and I got I didn't feel as sore the next day, so that's also <laughs> good too. So who knows? Might might come back. You know. I was just gonna say time might not be up yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Make uh, be the oldest in the MRL, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's awesome, and and it's an awesome story, Greg. And I I love to hear too, just how you know you, you had that moment where you stepped away and took some time off, and then you come back, and it's like nothing's changed. You, that love, that passion, that fire—it's just it's there. You know, it never really went away. It just kind of was dormant, and now mm-hmm. boom, it's back, and you're giving the experiences that you've had throughout your whole career to this next generation. I think that's the most important part, you know, joking around about playing with the Wombats, having fun, like that's all fun and good. But I, my favorite part, the best part is always coaching, giving back. And I love to see Indianola back. I love to see you giving back to them. And um, I appreciate you for coming on tonight, man, and telling us your story. And we wish you all the luck, except when you play Valley this year. Um, I have no stake in that. I'll cheer for whoever. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what, every every uh, last ball, I was like, I didn't know if you were coach or not. So I was like, where's Ryan? Where's Ryan? I want to see if Ryan's here. <laughs> that was, I'm done coaching with girls, but I'm I'm ba- I'm still coaching with the boys. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, 
Oh, it'll yeah, be good, but, except uh, for those 14 minutes. Nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I definitely appreciate it, guys, for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, man, you have a good one, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, all right? All right. Yes, sir. See ya. All right, and that was Greg Rodriguez, one of the coaches from Indianola. He's helping out with the boys team. Awesome to hear that Indianola yeah, boys so are back. Love to hear it. Yeah, we're all about growth, grow the game. You know, that's a part of the community where, you know, Indianola was a team there. And like he said, Southeast Warren, former 1A state champion, yeah. uh, they're going to combine. So I think that kind of makes yeah, them 2A. Could... Because, uh, yeah, I'm curious well, on how that's going to work. When you have more than one team, or what, what you're, you're supposed to be yeah. 2A. But anyways, um, they're back. Southeast Warren kids are playing. Indianola kids are playing. Awesome to hear from them. Awesome to hear. Yeah, we just want to see more and more teams because it you're makes like, the league better. Yeah, I'm always curious to see how – it's not a new team. It's just, uh, you know, a team that's came back from, you know, COVID or whatever. But, like, you know, teams that have been off for a few years, that's always interesting to see how they do oh, you yeah. know, in their first season. I'm really curious to see how everything goes for them. Definitely. And we're going to move on from talking about a team that came back from being gone for a couple of years. Now we're going to talk to the head coach of a team where they never – Completely folded, but there's a couple of years where they combined with East High School. I'm talking the Valley Tigers, where Valley and East, their numbers were low. They combined. They had some tough years. But last year, Parker came in. He had some other coaches with him as well. They came in. They started to change the program a little bit. And you could feel a shift in culture, Mm -hmm. starting to see some athletes from other sports starting to join the team. So Parker has some big plans for the Valley Tigers this spring. Really excited to hear from him. So let's hear from him. Parker, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I, I, I missed you guys a lot, you know, after being the least viewed podcast. And I'm blessed <laughs> to be blessed to be back on on this great podcast. So I'd have you back a million times over if I could. <laughs> well, hey, and, and we re-ran the numbers. You are no longer that that's because you asked us like shortly after you're not the lowest listened to podcast episode anymore <laughs> you're at least in the, you're in the top 50 let's go you know you know as long as as long as i'm top 50 i'm okay with that <laughs> hey hey cheers to that hey cheers to that cheers, cheers boys but anyways <laughs> all kidding aside uh we saw you were on somebody else's podcast recently so yeah. hopefully we get a bump from that um <laughs> no Parker, head coach I, of Valley. Know, you know, it's it's so crazy because uh, not to change the subject, but like I have, I feel like I have two different lives. You know, I have mm-hmm. I have my job and creative life, and then I have this rugby life that I was introduced to two years ago, and I love both of them. And it's like such a weird balance and an uncommon balance. But it, it's it's it, I'm I'm really you know it's so it's super fun and keeps me on my toes. But yeah, enough of, enough of that. That is such a good way to put that though, because I always thought about that where it's like I got like gym friends i have rugby life family deal i have like work friends and it's just like kind of like different personality for all three of those. <laughs> it sounds weird to say but it's true not really i can't be my middle school teacher self and rugby self at the same time so uh there definitely is a clear distinction between those two uh mr grays <laughs> uh, but no 
Parker, it's been amazing because you've been around rugby, you know, on the side for almost your whole life because your cousin Jeremy has been so involved. And also, you know, Brian Newman was playing rugby. Gibbs has played mm-hmm. rugby. You know, you've seen all your cousins playing rugby. And then a couple of years ago, we start the Wombats. You, Jeremy's playing. We get you out. And now you're taking this coaching role. I mean, that's kind of crazy, too. You go from knowing of the game and now you're the head coach for these high school kids and not only that you're creating a program that these kids want to be a part of and i want to get into that later but how's that journey been the last two years to go from hey i know what this is because my cousin and now it's like hey i'm the top dog i'm i'm the coach of this program what's that been like it's crazy because i remember watching i i guess all three of you guys at at you and i you know we i would dread driving up my mom driving up two hours (laughs) to watch jeremy play for you and i and and i i guess at that point that's when i realized he was really he was really that dude you know and it's so it's so fun to watch from the outside because you think you know it all and you listen to people yell and then when the wombat started you know i had kind of an idea and when, when you get shoved into the mix, you know, you're just like, your head is just constantly on a swivel. Like, you don't, you're trying to play catch up, but then up at, at some point it clicks, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and especially last year, Gray, with, with you and I, with, with, with the Valley team and those, you know, those 11 to 12 kids that we had, um, it kind of opened my eye from a different perspective where it's like, you know, you have to not only teach these kids but mentor these kids to understand certain parts of the game because they're brand new too you know mm-hmm. i mean they didn't have what the wombats had where they had you know eight or nine veterans you know that know the game they they really had one kid and that was sam and sam went to three different teams in four years because walkie didn't have a club you know yeah. so it's it's just really cool um the last two years to just kind of see um just the, the the different perspectives in each different point, and I think uh, it makes you not only a complete player um, on the pitch, but like especially as a coach, you you get that mindset where those kids are, and and you could be that in between bridge and try to get them over across to the next jump. Right, and I think it's interesting too the the confidence level. I mean, I don't know how you feel about you know being a head coach and a leader of young men, but a lot of people that I talk to, I'm sitting next to one right now in Philly V, sorry, not to throw you under the bus, but I know people who've been around rugby for over a decade and they still are like, I I don't know if I can coach. I don't know if I know enough. And here you are two years in like, oh, we got this. And that's the thing, not to jump ahead and spoiler, but you've doubled the amount of kids that are coming out for Valley. It's a place Mm -hmm. kids want to be They have confidence. There's kids who are going to college on scholarship. You know, Mm -hmm. you did that in two years. I mean, there's people who have experience and who've been around the game who aren't doing it. What would you say to people who are, they don't have the confidence yet? How, how did you go from like, no, I want to coach. How, How do you get that? Um, I, I, I honestly think it's through experiences, um, I, I mean, I had a wrestling background and, you know, got thrashed around and I, I had a really good couple of coaches throughout my lifetime and, and I took some pieces of it and I learned a lot from the Wombats too, specifically through rugby, you know, with Ridgeway, you, Nico, Phil, DeAndre, you know, Jeremy, like everybody has their little insights and, and they do the best thing that they can do, you know, and, and I feel like I've always taken leaps in my life, um, whether it's for work, for, you know social life for for friends family anything like that like i always 
take that next leap. And it's gotten to the point where I'm so uncomfortable that I'm comfortable in uncomfortable situations that I just embrace it. So I'd say the biggest step is to just take that leap, you know, and, and at least get involved with the, with the school because the only way this game's going to grow here, especially in Iowa, is to, um, you know, put your foot down and, and lead by example. No, it's so awesome that you just kind of jumped into it and just took that leap and are, you know, coaching this Valley team. And I'm not saying like you're – well, I mean, you're a younger guy too, Parker, right? Like you're early 20s. I just hit the 25 mark, yeah. so I'm feeling mid. Old, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am mid. He puts the mid in yeah. mid-20s. <laughs> but, I mean, it probably helps a little bit because, you know, you're you're cool. You're hip. You know, the kids kind of like – Phil's yeah. hitting on you. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Phil, stop. You're embarrassing. How come you never hang out? How come you never want to hang out, man? That is true, though. Why don't you? <laughs> Sorry, uh, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, but I mean, like, you, you kind of like, I. how's the best way to put this, I guess? Like, it sounds weird to say you identify can relate with to the their kids? level. Yeah, you can relate to their level, I guess, to an extent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's so funny because um, last year, um, when Gray and I we blindly stepped in to the, the, the Valley role and like not saying Ridgeway didn't do a good, good job. Ridgeway did a great job. The club is sitting where it's sitting at because of Ridgeway. Mm. Like, I don't think a lot of people know that, like, and, and, and they're going to find out this year is the reason we have these kids and the reason we have these uniforms and the reasons we can run the tournament so well, like the state tournament we ran last year was all because of him, you know, mm. like, it's just like, he is the, the core of our, of our, of our club here at the high school level. But I, I mean, at the same time, like you said, you got to relate to these kids. And I think, uh, you know, there's younger coaches out there probably that are in mm. assistant roles. And I would, I would guess I'm going to be one of the youngest coaches out in the Iowa thing. And, and I think a lot of people are going to be like, who's this kid. But I, 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 I see they're they look at it and they're like, they're not going to do anything, you know, but I also see the benefit of is I can relate to these kids. I can be, you know, I, I, I'm more involved in that type of era. Yeah, they're 16, 17, 18 years old, and I'm 25. There's a little bit of a gap, but I can at least meet them somewhere to understand something. And I think that's a huge advantage, mm-hmm. especially with the culture that we're going to be building here for the next probably five to 10 years. Like, I mean, I mean, it's, it's really a huge shift throughout the high school and through the athletic department. And we've been getting a lot of support here in the offseason. The day we didn't make the state tournament, I, I made a vow that I was going to do everything I could to get, you know, the school on board. Yeah. What are some of those things you're talking about that, like maybe the things people don't see that you're doing to create a better platform for rugby to exist at Valley? What does that look like? What are some of those conversations you're having um, with mm-hmm. people at the school? Who are those people? Yeah. I mean, a big one, a big one is, you know, my past coach for wrestling, um, the young family, um, um, and then also uh, Coach Swenson, the head coach at Valley. Um, th- those two are very pivotal pieces. Mm-hmm. I think that we've developed relationship with. Um, what is also, if I can interrupt you real quick? What is mm-hmm. like so? Coach Swenson, he's well known for football in the state of Iowa. What is his mm-hmm. response to rugby? Have you had a conversation with him? How rugby has impacted his football players? Are there actual things that he sees where rugby can be beneficial in the off season mm-hmm. for these kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year, we had a kid named Hunter Clark who made uh, honorable mention All-State. Um, he didn't start at football. He was a linebacker. Uh, 
that or second, third string linebacker played kickoff punt return. You know how they get those juniors in there, try and give them a little bit of experience of the game. Friday night lights feel, um, and he played rugby for us, and he came back faster, stronger. His conditioning was really well. Granted, like we everybody wants to say, well, maybe he was lifting in the off season. Maybe he was running more. No, it's it's it it, it correlated with rugby so well, and and. I, I reached out to him and that was the first name he brought up was Hunter Clark. I mean, Hunter Clark was a starting middle linebacker for the Valley Tigers that ended up making the state championship game. The last seat in the playoffs, I think barely got in, made it to the state championship yeah. game on this crazy run. Uh, ultimately led to their downfall against, you know, one of my guys that I work with, Caden Proctor and Abu. I mean, that dynasty there, but I mean, it's just, Coach Swenson was very impressed by Hunter and 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 we developed a relationship now where it's like, hey, give us those, you know, those guys on the bubble that you, you don't see the potential. Let us work with them. Mm-hmm. And then we'll give you for the in the summer where you're going through these camps, everything like that. And, you know, hopefully they elevate their game because rugby and football are totally different games, you know. Mm-hmm. Like they're similar in a sense, in some senses, but totally I mean, different. I mean, his reaction time got better. His acceleration got better. His reading got better. And his tackling got better. And it's just like, that's the thing. He's the captain of the, you know, the runner-up for state football in in 5A. I mean, you can't make that up. I mean, he's the captain of the defense of a team that, you know, it – West Des Moines is primarily a powerhouse. So it's just – it's just awesome to see that – that this game has impacted and, and, and gray and I, and also shout out Logan. <laughs> he was in Alaska also, also helped elevate his game, you know? Yeah. And I think too, that's, that's something you can really see where it's like third string linebacker, special teams player. What happened between being a third stringer to being a captain of the defense, starting in the state championship game in football rugby was in the middle of that. Of course he's lifting on the side. Of yeah. course he's doing other things, but reading the field those angles Mm -hmm. just kind of and i feel like too when football players play rugby and they go back to football they're like oh my god i get 40 seconds to take a break hunter was a guy he would play 12 to 14 minutes for us and that kid never stopped sprinting he had i think he was third in the state with total tackles Mm. he had 69 tackles in like the season i think he ended up being like third yeah and it was just an insane number because the dude we we gotta we gotta figure something out with um a better defensive team structure because he shouldn't be flying around like that. But that's <laughs> yeah, just no who kidding. he is. And then it helped him in football because it was like I can tackle people without pads and a helmet. I know these angles. Yeah. Yeah. And you could mm-hmm. see you could see it there. And again, how many guys on the rugby team played football this past year? Uh, are you talking about this upcoming year? How many we're gonna have? No, no, no. The past year. Oh, we only had, I believe, two. Right. And then what's it going to be for this next year? Oh, gosh. I'll have to go through the list. Okay. Um, Rough number. I would say probably about nine or ten this year. And it just – it all Five times the number than last year. It all feeds into itself. And so as you've been talking to these guys – you know, what are the kids looking forward to this season? What are some, cause I know your goals are pretty high for this team. Last year, the mm-hmm. team went four and six, missed the playoffs by like, I think we, it's one. we were the one. number nine team, eight teams yeah. made it in. Um, you know, what are the guys, what are they talking about? What are they looking forward to? Um, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this, the, uh, 
the moment that we hosted state, a lot of the kids didn't show up because they were bad. Um, they felt like they deserved to be there. And literally a week later, I called the strength and conditioning coach at Valley uh, for the weightlifting program that they have there. And we had all of, uh, I believe, all of our eight returners in that area um, from day one lifting up until now. Um, I, I mean, they're, they're, they're excited. Um, you know, um, and, and the cool part about this, um, and, and, and I'll just say this, it's, I, I can't be at practices of course until February 21st, but mm-hmm. we have a little group, me messenger where we send stuff, you know, plays, everything like that, get to know, you know, and basically these kids organized a practice, you know, at the Valley Tiger field on a Sunday. Um, by themselves just to bring in the new guys, get to know the new guys, the the returning players, Mm. uh, to get to know them. And there was 15 kids there. Oh, hell yeah. I I mean, it's, I mean, you can just feel the culture change and and these kids want to win. And I think our biggest struggle last year is we didn't beat teams that were good. And I think this year, the whole, the whole Valley rugby motto is, I mean, they, they literally have nothing to lose this year. They, they really don't like they really want everything that comes at them. And I think that's the best thing, bringing back eight or nine returners, you know, and, and you, you're bringing in. I think we had 33, 34 in the group, me excluding Gray and I. I mean, we're bringing back a lot. Of, we're bringing back a lot of faces, you know, and, and these kids have just constantly talked about Valley Rugby in the school so the whole culture has just changed and and now we have the coaches support on the wrestling side and the football side and we have the ad in our corner and it's just like we're we're, like the plan is we're going to make valley rugby a a feeder team that's going to go far here in the future and be a powerhouse and those top three teams where teams look at valley on the schedule and they kind of wince and say "Ooh, we have valley week two instead of oh yeah we got valley week two like that's the whole culture change and, and it's and this is the year to prove it and I'm, I'm really excited to just i have high expectations for these guys of course gray does um we brought on victor um which is a huge pickup for us um yes, and, yeah and, and he's gonna relate to these kids at a young level like i will for individuals <laughs> juju's coming to relate to the backs and, and he's a guy that's as young as me you know it's it's just a whole thing. Gray's going to be designing the offense. Jeremy's going to be big picture defense. Ridgeway's going to be doing logistics. I mean, we have the staff to do it, and we have the players to do it. And, I, and I'm really excited because it's not a whole big thing. Instead, we divide it up into little parts, and everybody gets to focus on what they're good at. So, that's I think that's going to be a real big strength of just like, you know, it is a lot of people, but also like we have lives and and not everyone's going to be able to be there every single I don't think we'll have a single practice where every coach will be there and we're piecing everything together we all have the same kind of idea of what rugby is kind of as a tactical look at it and also as a you know how do you build that culture like our view of rugby culture is the same our view of tactics is the same so whether you get it from me or the other five guys it's you're going to get the same story but maybe the way I explain it is different than how Vic explains it. And like certain kids are going to get more out of other coaches. And I just think it'll help us maximize. Uh, You talked about, you know, talking of the players. I want you to really kind of name some guys. Who are some guys you're looking to be leaders as returners 
Who are some guys mm-hmm. you're expecting to break out? And then who are some new players that you expect to see some big things? And honestly, name as many or as few as you want. Um, oh, wow. Just How long do you guys got? <laughs> we, we might have to take a break in nine and a half minutes, and then we can keep it going. Okay. Um, so let's, let's start with the returners, right? Um, two guys that I'm really excited with, and I, and I know I talked to Jeremy about this, and he's really excited about it too. Is 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 David and the Cook? Um, they both just signed. Breaking news: David is going to Iowa Central, um, and and a Cook also signed with Iowa Central. I mean, the, these are kids that came in last year that that you know didn't didn't know rugby. They just came to have fun, to do something, stay out of trouble. Whatever. And they had fun. Oh, they oh yeah, they definitely had fun. And 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 Gray and I were talking too about this. Like those JV nights are huge. You know, that's where both confidence. of those guys found they could be monsters on the rugby field. Exactly, and and it's just like you you can see it the last two to three weeks and and of the season and those JV nights hit. It was just their confidence level went up. And then they started understanding the game. And th- those two guys were really mad we didn't make the playoffs, you know. Um, so, yeah, those are two guys for the returners. I would say other two returners, obviously, are, I would say, let's start with Dawson. Um, Dawson is going to be, he played our 10 position last year, probably the best boot in all of Iowa rugby. Uh, I mean, I think people are going to realize that as well. Uh, he was the starting kicker for Valley High School last year, uh, both kicker, punter, whatever, extraordinaire. Like, he's gotten multiple D1 offers to, to kick at the next level. Um, and I'm not going to spoil where he's going to go, but I will say he's going to be playing D1 football somewhere. Um, and he's told me who it is. I'm just, I just don't want to spoil it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> where he makes that whole cool graphic how the how the young young kids do it. But he's gonna be playing. He's See, you be can playing relate to him. I would have spoiled it, but oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> I kind of want to spoil it anyway. <laughs> I'll give you this. He 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 will be playing D1 football in the state of Iowa, um, mm. and, and that's really exciting to have him back. Um, another guy that obviously we've talked about is Hunter Clark. Uh, I mean, that, that kid is just a, a machine and, and you would look like Grace said, led the state or third in tackling. And, and you would look at his numbers and you'd be like, that's not a real number. That's like an NCAA football number. Like <laughs> if you go through the film, like that kid is just flying everywhere. Thank goodness. He won't be doing that as much this year. Um, but he's going to be committing. <sighs> I asked him and he said, I, I don't, yeah, I'll say it. It's fine. I'll, yeah. I'll tell him he's going to be going down to this, uh, this, uh, place, uh, down in St. Louis. Um, I'm pulling up what it's called cause I don't want to butcher it. Uh, it's called UHSP. Um, they are, I don't know what division they are, but he just received a, uh, basically a full ride scholarship to play, um, rugby down there. Um, which is very exciting. Um, I'm really, and he's playing with a great coach in Peter Lang. I mean, this guy, you know, he's a world rugby level three coach, uh, coach in the UK was the director of rugby for the Scottish rugby development place. You know, I mean, he coached the U 18, 
uh, team. He also played and coached the United Kingdom, Belgium, Japan, Uganda, New Zealand. Wow. Like this guy's been everywhere, and and he was also the coordinator for the St. Louis Bombers down there. Mm. Um, and, and they just put in a buttload of money uh, into their new facilities. And and Hunter went on a second visit and loved it. I mean, the the kid the kid has bought in, and he's going to be playing rugby. And then I'd say so our last that's the okay. University of Health Sciences and Pharmacy. In St. Yep. Louis, yes, yes. So Amazing. thank you. I, <laughs> and and the best part is, is like he's got their major. Like they they have his major down there. Perfect. And I'd say to end it off, we have we have two more guys. I'll put them together. They're both going to Iowa Central. One of them's going to be playing football there. Bryce Anderson was a starting tight end for Valley. I believe made third team, uh, all district here in the CIML. Uh, led was second in touchdowns for Valley and you know, played a little bit for us last year. Um, he, he rolled his ankle a lot. Thank God he bought new cleats this year, a little bit bigger lineman cleats instead of the shortcuts. Um, but we're, we're really excited to see what he does. And then we have Noah Quinn, mm-hmm. who basically pay, played for us half the season, the first half of the season. And then basically, what was it, Gray? Was it his hamstring? It was his, it was his hamstring because his frame kind of looks like Phil's. And Phil pops his hamstring out all the time. And I remember Noah walking <laughs> just like Phil did. Yeah. And yeah. he tried to play through it too. Like, yeah. Kid is he's tough a tough guy. Nails. He's a tough guy. And he's also going to be joining David and a cook uh, at Iowa Central with Brett and and, and playing rugby with them. And, and and those are just the returners, you know? I mean, who are some new guys? Um, new guys I'm excited about. Um, we have this new kid named Owen. He was uh just got inducted on the Valley Hall of Fame as a senior in high school. A multi multi sport athlete. Uh, was a defensive end for Valley this year. I uh, believe he made first or no second team. Second team, um, all Iowa. Um, in that the, the the kid runs like a four seven, um, <laughs> six six foot four. I mean, the, the kid's just a monster. I'm also excited about um, Tristan Irvin. Um, he has a mixed wrestling football, played right next to Hunter, outside linebacker, started this year. He's a junior. Um, hits hard, runs fast. The kid is just, it, I, I mean, it, it, it's must-watch. Like, we're going to have a very fast team this year and a very big team. And and I, I think we, we have a lot of guys that are that – Number one, I wish I had their stride because I'm blessed with being five nine. <laughs> but we're gonna have a lot of guys being in that six foot to six foot three area, um, wow. and you know it's just gonna be it's it's gonna be a big team. And we and, and you know we have a lot of guys like Jacob Moeller who's um, went to just got off of state wrestling uh, for wrestling at two twenty for Valley this year was also a football starter um, playing on the offensive line. Um, I mean, we got a lot of guys that are brand new that these returners are helping, um, you know, and, and, and I believe that this next month is going to really show uh, what the how serious these returners are coming on to help these first year guys who are very athletic and are freaks like i hate to use that word but and i when i was in high school it was, i was not like that you know it was, it's just the new age it's it's crazy because these kids start at a young age and start training individually with trainers you know it's mm-hmm. it's so cool to watch to just embrace you know 
people evolving and, and, and sports evolving because this is the new, you know, this is the new line that mm-hmm. they have to meet. And, and uh, I'm, I'm excited. We got a lot of other football guys. Um, I could have named some names, but it's, it's just, you know, we, we have another kid with a boot. His name's Jonah. He runs cross country. Um, really fast kid. Uh, we have this other guy named, you know, Griffin, who's a starting offensive lineman. Right. And it's, it's just like we have, I could, I, I could go on and on nine minutes when I do it justice. It's just like <laughs> these, the, the, we have a great team and I, and I think it ultimately falls under the pressure of the coaching staff to make these kids great, you know, and, right. and the, the, the bar is so high and we, we, I, I don't want to speculate, but I think we have a top five most athletic team in the state type of deal yeah, right and now. And I think and, too, Parker, I, I'm just going to say like, you've done an amazing job, like, you know, creating this culture, getting kids to want to be there. And and you nailed it, man. We haven't done nothing yet. We have zero wins on the season. Really got to show up and, and, you know, make practices worth it for them. Make sure the guys know how to execute. Um, like the talent is there. The speed is there. The size is there. Now it's up mm-hmm. to the coaching staff to give them the greatest platform to be successful. Cause sevens is a crazy game where you can even have the best athletes, the best plan, but sometimes the ball just doesn't bounce your way. You got to do everything you can mm-hmm. that you can control. And I think you've mm-hmm. done for the off season as much and as well as you could have done. And I'm excited for this week of practice to get started because it's, I, I think, and again, it probably comes off as bias, but I think this team is going to be very fun to watch. And I think they're going to do some damage. They're going to turn some yeah. heads. And yeah. that's on and, the kids. I'm not even talking about like, I'm just saying yeah. these kids, what they're going to do. I think it's going to be cool. Yeah. And, 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 and we all talked as a coaching staff, you know, with, with, you know, Greg, you, me, Juju, um, Ridgeway. And I talked to Aaron and Jeremy individually. It's just, my biggest thing is, is we want to grow this game. You know, it's mm-hmm. cool to compete. It's cool to do all of this, but we want to see these kids go further in life and, and, and be exposed to this game. And I don't know, I couldn't be happier to, to just see, you know, it, 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 it feels good to, you know, push these kids onto college that didn't think they were going to go into college, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, it, 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 I would say it makes me, very very happy but it, at the same time like when, when we start practice this week it's gonna we're gonna hold these kids to a higher standard and they know it because, because it, it's it's the game that we introduced them to number one but it's the game that they fell in love with and and i'm really excited to just see the growth of not only this the the, the returners this year but to see how they they mentor i would use that word to mentor those first year guys because i think there's going to be there's going to be a, a a growth excerpt here in the next three weeks when we kick off this practice and then by the first we come i'm just saying it, it's not going to be perfect but i think we're going to be in a spot where we can build with yeah i mean that's going to be huge though if you have some of those guys too that are going to like like you said, kind of step into like a mentorship. You know, the guys have played, you know, for the past few years or like at least last year and helped some of these new guys. There already sounds like they're already doing that, essentially having a practice without you guys even just to kind of get them a little more up to speed before you guys really dive into practice, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to just see 
what kids step up, what kids don't, what kids we need to be in their ear. You know, it's going to be, we have the coaching staff to just, you know, take a kid by the side, be in their ear and just be like, Hey man, you're not playing the best. We expect this out of you. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like, it, it, it's, it's going to be really fun to just be in that process. Cause like, there's nothing better than just wanting to make someone better and then seeing them be better and then exceeding that being better and going further. And so. I think too, we've talked about it. You know, I remember that first phone call when Ridgeway announced to the Wombats that he wasn't going to coach Valley rugby. And he's like, who wants to coach? And I called you immediately. And I was like, dude, let's do this. And then we did it. Yeah. And we had this game plan where we said, you know what? This first year, it's all about culture. You know, Valley is splitting from East. A lot of the kids that are there, they're not from other sports. They don't really know kind of how other sports operate. They just kind of mm-hmm. do rugby because it's fun. So we tried to create a community that was based in, hey, you're going to have a good time, but we are going to work a little bit. And we're going to yeah. get you to fall in love with this sport. That was phase one. And we talked to those kids, you know, after they missed mm-hmm. the state tournament and they had to be ball boys. They had to take tickets. They had to, you know, work the state tournament while their peers were competing for a title on their home field. And we challenged them and we told them, we're like, you know, you can have fun and and dick around at practice and we play touch and and we go, Mm -hmm. rugby's cool. Or this offseason, you can watch game film. You can play touch. You can teach other people how to pass. You can run sprints, do this workout plan. It's up to you. It's your team. Mm -hmm. But if you want to step up to the next level, do this. And they did it. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. they stepped up to the challenge and the fact that there's more players and the guys are ready to go. It has me really excited because like you said, we can call them out on stuff and they know Mm -hmm. it's coming from a place of like love and we care about them and we want them to be the best Mm -hmm. they can be because we know they can do better. And I think they've already responded and kind of shown like, yeah, we had fun. We learned the game, but we want more. And we didn't go all in on day one of last year because it Mm -hmm. needed to take time to settle. But I think we're getting there, man. I think it's, I think it's turning. And again, it doesn't happen overnight. And that's why I think you and me probably feel, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm just going to assume you feel like I do. I want to see the work they put in. I'm so excited to see what this looks like because they've been doing stuff without us for eight months now. You guys got me yeah. hyped for Valley Rugby right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'll tell you I'll tell you this I I can't wait um, to just post game meet with the coaches of after the tournaments you know shake their hands introduce myself you know everything like that have you know Gray by my side you know Juju and Vic and you know and Aaron and it's just like I I, I can't wait for the sentence to come out like wow you guys are making progress, you know, because in it's not a sense of approval from other coaches because I it, it's more of a sense of I care about these kids so much that I want them to see the progress of these kids. It's not us helping these kids to get there. It's the progress of these kids' work, not only in the off season but but during practices. And I think it's going to be a huge jump this year. And and I'm I, I mean we're talking probably. You know, I don't want to put, I'd say a mile at least, not miles, but it's, it's a big leap from where we were last year. So, oh yeah. And well, Parker, 
I'm excited. Phil's excited. Phil just wrote on a piece of paper and slid it across the table and said, is there room for one more assistant coach? <laughs> I crumpled it up and I ate the piece of paper. I said, you had your I chance. spit it in my face. <laughs> you didn't hear it. But no, I mean, I think now we've, we've talked a lot, but it's like, all right, none of this really matters unless, you know, we make mm-hmm. good on it. So we got to make sure that practices are good to go and, and it's one of those things too, where I, I know we've talked and, and you've, you're a Valley alum too, you know, it, mm-hmm. it means a lot to you. That name Valley means a lot. So the fact that people before, when they would see Valley on the schedule for rugby, they would almost be like, Oh, okay. There's a win. Yeah. You took offense to that. The guys right now take offense to that. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see what the guys do, how they respond um, it's going to be a fun season, but yeah, we just gotta, just gotta do it now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. This week's going to be a, this week's going to be a, a good week. I think I, I've been itching to not only get on the pitch, but to, to, to coach these guys. And, and, and I'm, I'm really excited to see all their faces now, you know, and to see who slimmed down, who buffed up, you know, all that type of stuff. And I'm excited to just you know just see see what happens and, and and where we go from here and and just be a part of the process and set the standard this year so oh yeah well parker thank you for joining us man i'll uh i'll see you on tuesday at practice and we'll get a good run in with the boys and yeah let's get after it man let's get after it roll tigers roll tigers go tigers <laughs> And that was Parker. Really excited to see what Valley does this year. You know, there's going to be, uh, you know, if you guys don't go above 500, I feel like you're going to be doing a disservice to those kids. I I agree 100%. That's why it's hard because it's like we're biased because it's like those are our kids. This is the program we're working with. But we really do believe in them and we believe in like what we have. Um, it's hard not to sound like a douchebag like oh we're so athletic we're so we got the whatever you know we're being honest that's the thing too i'm an open book about a lot of stuff uh i i know it's one of those things that parker really wants to turn that culture around where valley's not an easy out it's a team that you you have to play them tough yep um and he just wants these kids to love the sport and he believes if they love the sport they'll continue to get better and they'll play after high school. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Give the experience to these kids and no, it's, it's going to be fun. It's been fun to watch Parker grow as a coach. Yeah. Um, it's been fun to watch him grow as a player, but especially as a coach. And- he, he had said something earlier about uh, like getting thrown. Well, how'd he put it again? It was basically just like getting thrown in there and everyone's like, having to figure shit out and it's like yeah we really did do that to you because we made you play fly half your first year <laughs> like you really had to figure shit out his first year <laughs> playing rugby before lee came over from london specifically for to play with us yeah we have him <laughs> on on contract now but parker first year player played fly half yeah it's pretty wild we threw him into the fire yeah. you know what a tough ask and and he stepped up and i think that's where like his confidence comes from i was gonna say that too like Hey, how do you jump from being brand new to now you're coaching young men? Mm. And so he's just got that dog in him. Like he's, dog, you know? he's built different. And that's the thing. He's going to study. He's going to work his tail off to make sure he gives these kids the best experience possible. Uh, put his best leg forward. So really cool. One of the, I think, top young coaches in the game, purely based off of 
passion and dedication. I mean, he's going, he's, he's been studying it. Yep. He wants, he wants it for these guys. And I think the kids are showing up. So yep. real excited. Yeah. I'm just excited for the high school league in general. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be best year yet. I think so too. Yeah, Honestly, we got a couple new teams. we got teams coming back. Uh, I think there's more announcements coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Again, we will let you know if we hear about the AGM. Yep. Oh, select side too. I don't know why I just popped in my head when you said AGM, but mm-hmm. select side, uh, March 18th. If you haven't filled out the, uh, you know, interest form and the tryout deal, you know, get it done, you know, got to get the best of the best to represent Iowa. Yeah. That's on the Iowa rugby union, Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Scroll down a little bit. You'll find it. Yeah. Yeah. And then also too, we had on the rugby network in the background during tonight's uh, episode, uh, the Dallas Jackals have still, did you know they haven't won a game in major league rugby? Like, yeah, no, they were, they lost or tied. They were over last year. Mm. Uh, that streak continues. Yeah. They lose to the Houston Sabercats 33 to 12. Houston looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad at all. Hanko. I, I can't, I'm a butcher's last name. Hanko Gershmeries. Hank. Hanko, you know who he is. Loose forward. Dude had a huge run. Uh, they look solid. There was one thing that's frustrating about uh, this match. Houston went to go touch the ball down, but there's so many lines painted on the field. They touched it down a meter short because there was a white line and a yellow line. Yeah, I was. It was a little confusing watching it. Yeah, Dallas picked it up and kicked it away. Uh <laughs> that was kind of funny, but Houston looks good. Hanko is a force. Yeah, he's played for the. I think he played for the Colorado Raptors when they were in MLR, mm-hmm. and then I think he played for the Gilgronies, and then now he's with the SaberCats. So huge pickup for them. Uh yeah, we have another interview coming up later this week. Don't want to spoil that. Can't guest. spoil it. It's going to be good. We have a new segment coming later this week. I don't want to spoil that either. Good stuff coming. And like high school, let's just get pumped up. Boys, high school season. We're getting after it. Nashville coming up. Chicago coming up. Let's have ourselves a spring. Have ourselves a spring. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. How you feeling? Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Fresh, 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 fresh. And now we have a new outro song.